You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The world is mine. Wi-Fi, baby. Rap is a trapping. Zipping, Fino, Diablo's Mackey. Knuckle-tracking. Pants be sagging. Welcome to the Corona Chronicles, episode number six. I'm your co-host, Jay Reason, and I'm here with the one and the only, Danny Diablo, Lord Isaac. What's up, bro? You hear me? I got you, man. Yeah. Yo, so E, <laughs> la- last week we had a really good time, man, with, with Hoya and Stress. Uh, Dude, I, I was... I better, sing, I better sing on that record. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and the new Mad Bull record. His new project. Shout out to Union. Yo, I w- dude, I was editing that episode, and I was fucking cracking up so hard just listening. So I, I hope everybody enjoyed the, the episodes. We've been, uh, you know, giving you guys weekly content here while we're home. It's been a lot of fun. Ian and I have been showcasing yeah. new talent, um, some, some upcomers, some of our old friends, just everybody in general, you know, trying to get some inspiration for everybody who's out in the uh, home uh, working on <laughs> shit while they're, they're in the quarantine. So, E, since last week, man. You know the drill. What do you been? What do you been working on, man? What's going on? What's uh, good? Working, working on. Well, I, I talked to. Uh, well, actually, yo, shout out that shirt. What shirt is that? Because that's an awesome. That shirt's cool a, as fuck. What is that? Black, black. It's a company called Black. It's like it's crazy. You like all that devil crazy. Yeah, shit, I man. love that shit. Right, uh, shit dope. That's, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope as fuck. I want to give a shout out to my people at Black Flies. Yo, shout out Black Flies. Black, black Flies sunglasses. Some... Oh, have they given me sunglasses? Since, uh, since I moved to California, and always uh, when I go on tour, they hook me up with homeless clothes. Shout out to Black Flies. Love Black Fly sunglasses. They're real people, and they've been doing it since back then. They're still they're still together. You know, they, they, they haven't changed. They've been still one of your the shit. West, they've been West one of your sponsors shit. for a really long time, right? Then yeah, Tribal, Tribal have been like Tribal, original. Joker, you know, famous. For, just shout out to Travis Barker. Yeah, shout, shout out to famous Bobby, Joker. Shout out to Bobby Tribal. You know I mean? Yeah, that's awesome, yeah, man. Shout out, to, shout out to Esteban Oreo. Hell yeah. Episode number, uh, you got to go back and watch the, ep- the Esteban episode. Yeah. It's funny. I watched it after his Netflix uh, special came on, and it was just so cool to see that, and then and then that we got to share a moment with him, you know, and then he came by the show, and so it was <laughs> fucking cool. Um, yo, E, what have you been rocking this week? Any any new music or anything, man? Cause yes, yes, yes. Uh, I want, first, I want to say shout out to Jimmy Gestapo. Oh, shout out to my favorite. David I love Jimmy Jimmy, Jimmy man. The best, best uh, front man in the world, period. Jimmy Stoppel, I love you. Super nice shout guy, too. Vinny Ali and, uh, uh, and uh, 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 Elijah, his son. I've been working construction with them. Shout out to Vinny Ali, my boy. Awesome. Shout out to Spaghetti Park and Corona. Love you. Yo, shout out. Uh, yeah, shout out to the recipes. Uh, Josh DeGroom recipes. Hold on. I've been um, listening to watching uh, a comedy a lot since this corona shit. All right. And I've been laughing. I love Joey Diaz. Okay. Everything he does is so fucking crazy. Cuban. And he's a Cuban. I don't know if he's a Cuban Jew, but he's Cuban. <laughs> Jersey in New York City. Uh, 
and Donnell Rawlings. I mean, I love both of those motherfuckers. They're funny. No one's funny to those two motherfuckers. You know? And and uh, those two are the craziest motherfuckers, and I love them. Uh, I, I cry laughing. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Kevin Gates, the rapper Kevin Gates. Okay. And uh, it's crazy. People don't bug out me. But I've been listening to a lot of stitches lately. Oh, really? <laughs> People, I, <laughs> Damn, I, remember? I always like this music. I got knocked his hustle, love. This shit's hard. I didn't, even know he, I didn't even know he was still around. Oh, yeah, some dope shit, man. Also, listen to War Porn Industry, which is Everlast, Sick Jackin, and Divine Styler. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, and no, Sick It came out like two, three years ago, and everyone slept on it. And basically, shit is uh, uh, basically better than ending out right now. That's awesome. All right. So, yo, it's crazy. Oh, crazy. I actually, dude, I, I had a really weird, <laughs> m- real crazy musical journey this week. So I want to give a shout out to my boy, Denon Porter, Mr. Porter uh, from D12. Yep. So he, uh, I, I just finished this D12. video. What's yeah. Shout out to D12? yeah, dude, Denon's my boy. So I just finished this video for him for his new single called The Brotherhood. Real cool little yeah. like uh, animated video. Um, but, you know, Denon is from Detroit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, yo, that actually brought me into listening to uh, what I've been listening to the most this week, which was fucking Born to Land Hard by Cold as Life. Uh, that shit, that, that was a great, when I, when I was, Jeff, Jeff is getting out of jail. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so, shout out to Jeff. Shout out, Jeff. When, when, uh, when, what when a great Jeff, record, right, E? Oh, but the production, I was like, what the, it sounded like, <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, it sounded like the exorcist when they have the exorcism. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Because I was doing some shit at the time. Yep. I was doing some shit at the time, and, and I heard that production. I was like, what is going on? You know, that, that shit sounds like people uh, like Charles Manson took acid and hung out with exorcists. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, like... Blair, yo, and, it, and they were fucking all night and they were doing mad, <laughs> mad acid and mad fucking crystal meth. That's what that shit sounds like. Yo, <laughs> it's wild, too. Uh... Yo, it's funny, like, we played, Voice of Reason played with them on Easter Sunday once yeah. in Connecticut. My mom was was really disappointed oh, that we were playing a show on. That's instructive. <laughs> Yo, listen, that shit's so in the declaration <laughs> independence. Yeah. Crazy. Even the art is just fucking crazy. Well, I was so listening. Funny. Yo, that, that, that record was really weird, but the, I mean, yo, here's a shout out to just Cold as Life's catalog, like... I don't. It yeah. sucks because yo, for some reason, e, Dr. None, Ron, the singer that passed away, he's my friend. Yo, none, none of Ron those. B, um, Ron Beatty, right? I, I think his name was. Yeah. He, uh, I, we were cool because they played with with, with the National Front on my birthday, uh, and that's when the National Front said, "Shout to Lord." He, he's like, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, 90, 92, yo, like when he died, I felt so like I felt it, like it was like one of the first people in hardcore you meet out, out yeah. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's why we were really cool with the, uh, the CTYC kids. Yep. Right? You know, so shout out to CTYC, Tattoo Boys. You know? Yeah, it sucks because like yo, no, none of the um, none of the records you know are on streaming. Yeah. So well, it's like I'll make it to the phone call. Yeah. Right? I, I fucking uh. Well, you know, listen. Here's the thing. I I think that those guys should should do it themselves. You know, especially because they probably yeah. never got the chance to to make, um, you know, the the money for the band themselves. So they should they should do that shit. But yo, you know what else is cool? Just talking about Cold as Life. Because again, I was just list this whole thing with uh, working on a Detroit thing and Denon and, uh, you know, listening to Cold as Life was I, there was going to be a documentary about Cold as Life a couple of years yeah. ago that was going to be done by Richie from uh, Wisdom and Chains. Oh, sure. Uh, so oh. I and I was going to say like. Uh, 
you know, they should probably do that, but maybe they turn it into like a podcast or something since they can't do the video shit. Because the story was really cool. Those, those guys got a cool history that I think a lot of people yeah, like. It's, it's also a fucked up story. It's I mean, a really, so yeah. Like, maybe, you, they, maybe that's why they stopped because. You played shows with them, right? You guys. Members did, you know what I mean? You guys so, played shows with them, right? Scarhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played, we played shows with them. There's a whole bunch of backstories to everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, but, <laughs> no, seriously, like, 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 shout They always. The Detroit boys, Detroit was always a home for me. Yeah, people always been like, like I, I, you know, a lot of crazy shit happened in Detroit with me, yeah. like the gang union stuff like that. But you know, there's a lot of things people remember that Scar played and we did in Detroit. So yeah, shout I out. I just played there. It's funny because I just played there. It was like on a Tuesday night. It was like 50 kids, but still we had a good time. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So, like I said, man. So that that. Back. that that's what I've been listening to, man. Fucking yeah. shout out to, to Born to Land Hard and fucking those records, man. Oh, Everybody should go back crazy, and. Right? Yo, oh, I do. They used to play like all the time. J- you know, they used Josta would bring them up to Connecticut, so we'd see them all the time. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I got like a cool long sleeve shirt that uh, I get all I, these all these Euro my people. Girl, my girl wears the moment that the cop gets head crushed. Oh no shit! Yeah, that's a good. She wears it all like this. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And people look at her. Like, like, yo, oh. I get fucking offers for the long sleeve off, but I won't sell it because I just love the shirt. You know what I mean? But yo, I get offers like some dude offered me 150 dollars for the shirt. I was like, yo, come on, man. Fuck Maybe that. I should do like Danny Diablo, like uh, homage to Cole's to life. Cole's life, like, yeah. Hate the shit. Yeah. I mean, but Danny- yo, <laughs> Diablo's Den podcast is uh, sponsored by New York Hardcore Streetwear, which is my clothing line. What you go right now, you get the t-shirt at DannyJabbleMerch.com. The New York Hardcore Let me see the hat. The hat is sick. Show off the hat. The hats right now. Nice. These are the hats. And the hats are now available online at GenerationRecords.BigCartel.com. GenerationRecords.BigCartel.com. Shout out to Generation Records. Shout out to to Mark. I love you, Yeah, shout out Mark. Shout out Generation. You're online and buy my hat. Oh, the only place right now online, all over the world, we ship all over the world. Generationrecords.bigcartel.com. If you want the, the original New York Hardcore, uh, uh, New York Hardcore hat, the original New York Hardcore hat from New York Hardcore Streetwear hats. So, yo, we got a cool show for you tonight, right? We got two really yeah, cool guests. We're gonna show. tell us a little bit about this, and we're gonna we're gonna get the first one in. But tell us a little bit about our first guest tonight. First guest is uh, Sutter Kane, a.k.a. DJ Bless. He yeah, he's a producer. A producer. He has a podcast. He, uh, he has groups. He has, a, he has an own label. Uh, so, And he's from, from Queens, originally, and he does what I do, man. Basically, he does. he's like a metalhead dude, and he, he's a hip-hop guy, but he loves metal and loves like, hardcore, like rap mixed together. And he does it. One, he does it really dope, you know what I mean? So, ghetto metal, that's what he does. That's awesome. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, give us two seconds. Great producer, too, and DJ. Yeah. Awesome. Well, give us two two seconds, and we're going to get him in right now. Hang on one second. Yeah. All right, and we're back. I want to welcome our first guest for the night. Everybody give it up for Stutter Kane. Stutter Kane. Stutter Kane up in the place to be. You know what I'm DJ saying? Black. And I did not DJ go Black. up in here. What's popping with y'all, yo? I was making sure we're on time, getting it going. You know, <laughs> I gave y'all the education of CP time, but we're not on CP time, so we're on regular time, so I'm game for it, you know what I'm saying? So what's popping with y'all tonight, man? Y'all good? Yeah, man, we're good, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. So, Kane, where are you hold up right now while uh, it looks like you're in the studio? Where are you at right now with during this quarantine madness? Right now, I'm in South Carolina, man, instead of stuck in the studio, just uh, been working like my ass off and okay. stuff, man. I've been working on a ton of projects. I just finished up uh, some music for the new Halloween movie that's coming out. No shit. Oh, yeah, that's dope, man. Got a new Halloween. 
music coming out. So I just finished that. Uh, my song Winter Music Part Five is on there, and a couple other tracks. So Dope. yeah, Dope. just finished that. Dope. Yeah, so it's, it's supposed to be coming out pretty soon. I, I didn't get the date yet, but soon as it does, trust me. That's a big move, bro. Hell yeah! And I just did big music move. for. Uh, HBO's uh, Righteous Gemstones, that show they got on there. Oh, I love that yeah, show. Hilar Danny McBride yeah. is the... Well, and Danny yeah, McBride yeah. worked on uh, on Halloween, too, right? Exactly. Yeah, he worked on Halloween, too. Yeah, so I got, like, right in that crew now. So, yeah, God, so I got, awesome, like... Yo, music yo, music. Yeah, so, right so Kane, Kane yo. before we go too, too far into your current journey, man, I like to take it back to the beginning and, and give our fans Queen, a little bit... Uh, a little bit of understanding of our guests. So, for those who don't know you, just give us a quick, uh, what I call the elevator pitch for those who are listening who might not be familiar with what you do and who you are. Well, I do uh, pornography on the side. <laughs> Only fans, <laughs> right? Only fans, you know what I'm saying? There's <laughs> so beautiful women. Yep. Beautiful women. You know I'm saying? Beautiful white women. It's amazing. And stuff, you know, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to New Jack. <laughs> but, yo, check this out. <laughs> but, nah, yo, I started doing this thing. I think, like, I started making music at, like, 15, man. I'm from okay. South Jamaica, Queens, man. Rochdale. So, I started uh, making music. Yeah, I've been since, like, I've been 15 years old. Um, started DJing first. I wanted to be a battle DJ when I first started. Oh, but I wanted no to be shit. the next rock. Yeah, I wanted to be like the next Rock Raider, Qbert type shit. So oh, that was my goal. I was always yeah. inter that was always interesting to me too. Uh, after Juice, do you remember the movie? Obviously, remember the movie Juice came yes. out. Yes, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yo, I remember seeing that in junior high and just being like, fuck, I wanted to grab uh, you know a mixer and turntables and thought I could fucking uh, and do it. Well, yeah. you know, you know who did the scratches for that was the dude from House Party too. Remember the white boy with the dreads? Oh yeah, he's no one shit. who. Yeah, come on, come on. Cameron, you Cameron. know from Long Island. Cameron, yeah, dude, yeah, he, he, yeah. He was locked up my boy. He was locked oh, up no shit. Sure. Oh, Wait, damn. That, I even know that. Was that the same kid who was in... Uh, <laughs> young black teenager. Yeah, I was going to say, the same kid who was in YBT. Young black teenager. Yeah. That's him, yeah. yeah. Tap the bottle. That's him, yeah. Yo, tap the bottle. He, he was doing the Dots Effects style before Dots Effects. Yeah, why... Yeah. Yo, YBT. Movie, all right, let me... Yo, YBT was really wild. There's no way in 2020 Tap that was ever... Tap the Mr. Cat. No, that's him. Yeah. He was the one doing uh, Q scratches. No that was him. Oh, yeah, that shit. was him doing. Yeah, that was him doing Q scratches. Yo, my homeboy knew him when we were kids. And he told me that because at the time, I, you know, I'm a, I was a kid. And I thought Q was really doing the scratches yeah. and stuff. He wasn't <laughs> too, doing man. The scratches. But yeah, 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 it was him doing the scratches. Yeah, so it was him doing the scratches on it. Yeah, so I started wanting to be a battle DJ. So long story short, I was playing football, and so then I winded up in uh, Florida. And I met some cats out there, and then I winded up in South Carolina for two years, and I met some cats out here, and that's when I started really popping with shit, man. I came out with my yeah. first radio hit called "Throw Your Fingers Up," oh, no which, uh, I, yeah, I got a first radio hit as production, and then um, I got signed to MCA. Is it, I'm giving you like the b behind the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's you, like, what we want here on the on the podcast. Yeah, man. I'm not giving you the whole yeah. <laughs> so long story short, I got my deal. I got my deal with uh, MCA Universal, and then from there, that's when everything shot on. I met Little Kim. I produced her. Outlaws, um, Keith Murray. I mean, shit, man. My, my, oh, my discography is ridiculous, Keith man. Best, yeah, <laughs> yeah my I saw on my DMX show like a couple months ago, like five, six months ago. Yeah, definitely, man. But the whole time, I always kept Never So Deep Records going, yo. And then what happened was in 2004 or five, I went ahead and uh, started doing the uh, ghetto metal stuff because I've always been in the metal since I've been a kid. Rap yeah, was secondary. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Metal was too. first. Yo, first yeah, of all, I want to say, I want to say something. Hey, when I first talked to Sonny King, because a lot of people try to do what we do. You know what I mean? We yeah, mix of course. The, the, the rap and the fucking the metal, metal yeah. the, the, the guitars. A lot, and most of the shit times, it sounds weak and it doesn't sound right. Yo, he's the first person 
for me, like, he's the first per- person that really makes it sound natural. You mean like, you know, the, you know why? So dope. You know it's mean? probably because you're you, a fan man. of the music, right? And understanding. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Let me dive into that. See, the whole point with the ghetto metal is this, man. I'm a fan of the music. So the stuff yeah. that I sample and listen to is stuff that I listen to. It's right. not like I'm just, it's not like some gimmicky shit. Like, oh, that's a dope break. Let's use that. Fuck that. Yeah. Not, yo, it's like I actually like the music and I listen yeah. to the bands and follow the bands. You feel right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I got yeah. bands who hit me up and be like, yo, can you sample our stuff? You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. my yeah. whole mind state with the ghetto metal is this, man. I took the most brutal part of hip hop and the most brutal part of metal and yeah, messed it together. Right. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? And just like back in the days when hip hop first started, we used to take the breaks, you know what I'm saying? And then make yeah. the beat out of that. And I thought the same monster for ghetto metal, yo. When you got that break, that's the part right there. Like, that's yeah. the it, shit it, that it, makes it, 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 it's, 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 And you, you do it in a, with the, with the bass, and it's, it's like the churning, it's churning. Exactly. You know I mean? like, like this. You get, you're in the pot, you know what I mean? Like, you're in there. A lot of people can't do that, bro. A lot of people nah, appreciate that, man. Kane, what Thank are you, some man. of your what are some of your favorite artists, uh, like metal artists, to sample? Uh, damn, that's giving out a good secret, bro. Well, <laughs> you don't have to give too much of the secret sauce. I put it this way, man. I put it this way. I feel like I am the new one. I feel like I am the embodiment of what Ice T wanted from Body Count. That's how I feel like my style is. Like you get what I'm trying to say, like completely, because I remember buying a Body Count tape. When I wasn't supposed to be listening to Body Count, like you feel what I'm saying, I think I was like in fifth grade. I had to ask my dad, like, "Yo, can you sneak and buy this for me?" Because my mom's wouldn't let me listen to none of that shit. So I had to sneak and get a Body Count album, man. It was the one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yo, the production is ridiculous on that, man. The production is nuts on that. Well, they had the controversy of Cop Killer getting pulled off the record and stuff too, so made it wanted even more, you know? Yeah, shout out to Ice T, my man. Yeah, shout out Ice T, man. Yeah, but like, I sample a lot of like deathcore, like uh, like Black Dahlia stuff like that, like That's a lot awesome. of hard shit, man. Yo, yeah, Kane, I'm gonna have lot. to like, sl- Kane, I'm gonna have to slip huh? you some of my band stuff and see if you could chop it yeah, up. Yeah, uh, definitely. And sneak yeah, it yeah. In. No, hands down. That's <laughs> me. That's what me. And Danny was talking about man. Hands down, is doing that, man. So when I started that, man, I started that shit out the love, man. You feel what I'm saying? Like it was like yeah. the first sample I sample was uh, from Autumn to Ashes, oh, I love uh, and that. that's yeah, how it did. Like Kane made me do it. The August Underground album is like as yeah. Death takes no. uh as uh, was August Burns Red, yep. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of like between metalcore, deathcore, and That's all that cool. stuff, man. But for me growing up, man, I didn't start getting into hip hop until like seventh or eighth grade when I got to junior high school. Before then, it was all metal fans. You feel what I'm saying? So and yeah, was, so metal came, rap came second. What was your yeah. discovery in music first? Like, what were those first influential records to you that you picked up that you were like, man, this is the path that's making me want to discover production and how this all comes together and how these sounds oh, go yeah. together, you know? Well, growing up in New York, man, you listen to uh, Funk Flex at night at like nine o'clock. Yep, so the, the whole DJ, the whole DJ scene at the time, made me want to get in production. How they did? First, I wanted to be a DJ. Production wasn't even in my realm. Oh, right. I just you, you, you didn't even understand that yet. Right? Yeah, I didn't even get that far yet. I didn't even get that far yet. But when I got into yeah. production, the, the people who influenced me was like RZA, um, Manny Fresh, uh, Three Six Mafia, like anything with some energy, man. Right, like, I yeah. like anything with energy. So coming from the metal scene to the hip hop scene, it's all about energy. You feel what I'm saying? Like I wasn't really into the laid back shit too much. It was more of me. Like I like a lot of the West Coast shit. I think the first rap album I ever bought was the Easy E joint when he was dissing Dre. I oh, think one second. in seven, Dre Killer. Yeah, seven, that was the first one. Yeah, Dre Killer. Yeah, I worked for Relative Records in in Hollis. Oh no shit! Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So that was the first one I bought. That album. 
I think after that, I bought the Wu-Tang album. And then once I got into Wu-Tang, it just took me to a whole nother yeah. plateau. Yeah, those, yeah, I mean, yeah, the yeah. production on that, those, that first, uh, on that 36 record is so fucking insane, man. It's like. Like, I like all the dark shit, man. Like, I've never been, if you, if you follow my career, follow my music, and cool if you follow everything from Sutter Kane on, it's a lot of, it's all dark, gloomy, like, it's, it's, winter it's dark, shit. It's crazy. That's you, my you never shit. Show, you never yeah. show your face in the videos. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's just my shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm into horror movies. I'm into a lot of shit, man. But I just always like horror. I always like the dark shit. I always like the anything with energy, man. I, I, like I said, that's just my. That's always been my shit. I think that's why I gravitated a lot towards a lot of like West Coast producers and like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So they always have a lot of energy in their stuff, yo. Cool, even with like Cypress Hill, a lot of energy. Like, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like Muggs, yeah, Muggs, Muggs is one of my favorite producers. My boy, one of my one of my good friends, but he's no, the one of the dopest. But him and also Public Enemy. Uh, 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 Vietnam Saturday, those, those days did the yeah. best production. Those guys. I was a huge Public Enemy fan, man. A huge uh, Terminator X, all that. Oh, yeah. for Black Planet. Yeah, dude. And that's before my hip hop. That's before I got into hip hop. I used to listen to that because my dad listened to it. So I used to always play it. Like, oh, that shit hard. Like, I got to say, anything with this energy I was game for, man. But once I got into the ghetto metal scene, that's when I started really taking my skills and critiquing yeah. it and getting it. And you feel what I'm saying? And getting it wrong from there. But I had my own. At 16, I had my own radio show, 100.9. You know what I'm saying? So I used to DJ on the radio. Uh, and so you got to imagine me being in high school and being on the radio. My pussy magnet was ridiculous. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got to figure by the time I was 19, I had a deal and a hit record. So the pussy magnet just went up even further. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And stuff for real. You know? So, but yeah, so that's how. So when it comes to DJing and shit like that, man, I was more of a, um, I was a fan of the battle DJ scene, but I was definitely dope on the radio as far as cuts and blends and shit like that, yo. But I used to go to the battles and watch them, like the DMCs, yeah. all that shit, yo. But when I got into production, uh, I kind of left DJing to the side and just focused directly on production. And now I'm focused a lot on mixing and stuff like and stuff like that, man. So yeah, man, you know what I mean? Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, I remember all your first, your first baby, like your first, like the, the first thing you love that, that you that you like. Oh, yeah, shit, I love doing that shit. I put it this way: my first project I ever did was with a group called Suicide Kings that I came up with when I was in high school, and um, that we had like, we had some radio success and everything. And that was the first project, the first album I ever put out. Ooh. I think it was like 1998, 99. That was Ooh. the first one I ever put out. I produced from front to back. Um, I had my homeboy Taz mix it. I had my homeboy Ray C who did all the cash money records. He mastered it for me. Oh shit, that's so, dope. Yeah. So that if you look at my Instagram, that picture with me and that brother uh Ray C. Ray C yeah. is one of the illest mix engineers to ever touch a mixing board. He's done all the cash money records. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everything. Give him credit. You know, you know yeah. Those are the people that, that don't know that make all these stars. As if oh, the producers, yeah, exactly. the, 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 the string arrangers, the the, the the guy who does the beats, everything. You know what I mean? The, the people that work in the music in the back. I agree. Yeah. Everyone has a team. Everyone has a team that makes them good. No. Yeah, I put it this way: everybody who's listening now who follows like a lot of mix engineers and producers, yeah, like the people I've I've worked with and been around is like Dexter Simmons, who did all the uh, Dark Child stuff, like all the oh, uh, yeah, yeah, stuff. 
Yeah. Um, I've been around um, Dave Prasada, who's got Prasada's place now, which is one of the biggest mixing. Uh, so I he put my first studio together. Uh, Ray C. I mean, I've been around a, couple, a lot of guys, man, throughout my career, man. Cool and I used to work for Capital. See, that's the whole point. I went from Universal. Yeah, I went from MCA Universal having my label deal. Then like, when in-house MCA, producer? Like, yeah. Like, I, that, all right. At the, at, yeah, at the time, MCA was grooming me to be like a prodigy producer. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, they knew how, they knew how nice I was at that age. I was only like eight, 19 when I got my deal. So the whole point is they knew how nice I was and they was grooming me to be that next nigga. But then the company had shut down. When they shut down, I went over to, you know, I went over to Atlantic. With that happens Kevin all the time. That happens all the time, bro. New, yeah. New people yeah, in yeah. charge and new guards and new guards. Yup, exactly. Right? They dropped everything, everything, yo. So I went over to Atlantic for a while. Then after that, I met Wendy Goldstein and I went to Capitol. And that's when, I, that's when my right. career really shot up when I went to Capitol. Yeah. When I used to work for Capitol in LA, I went and did that Beast situation. Boys there? I don't know Beast Boys you know, who, you know who was there? Uh, Cottonmouth Kings was there that year. There's Suburban Noise now. Yeah. yeah. Cottonmouth Kings. Cottonmouth Kings. Yo, they, Kings they, I toured with those guys. Yo, those motherfuckers sold out shows. Yeah, I believe sold it. Sold out shows. Yeah. Yo, they sold records, those guys. Yeah, no, I totally believe it. So, nah, so I went over there, and then after that, I started just doing a lot of, like, um, with my Never So D record stuff. So I put out my own records, but still keeping my industry connect. Like, even yeah. right now, like I said, now I'm getting more into the movies. You feel what I'm saying? So that's, now, like I said, I got Halloween joint. Exactly. I, I got offered Ozark, but I missed the deadline for the new season. Oh, I, got, oh, I love that yeah. season. I'm on the first season. Yeah, I got, I got offered Ozark, but I missed the damn deadline for it, man. I was like, I don't know what happened, man. I think I was <laughs> busy on a project. I don't know what happened. But so I think I was busy on a project and I just couldn't get to it in time yeah. and stuff, yo. But now, like I said, man, my latest one is, is the Righteous Gemstones and the Halloween. The Halloween one, I wanted more a lot because I want to be part of that history of yeah, uh, John well, Carpenter. Yeah, you, you, you get your foot in there and you just go. You get your foot in there and you work more people. My thing is this, as a, as a, because I produce artists also. And, and, and of stuff. course, yeah. And when you, you get legendary. other people that produce music, you you learn everyone's different ways. You're like, like, like I, I know some artists like fuck like act like jerks when the studio with someone else's producer. I'm like, yo, shut up and listen to this guy because you can yeah. learn something. Everyone has their little secrets and stuff like that. And and you go around and you pick shit up from other other producers. That's how you do it. No, right? I totally agree, man. And you gotta understand, man, now we're in the producer's age. This ain't like back in the days where you had to have an artist. Now yeah. we're in an age where a producer could put out an instrumental album and be bigger than a fucking artist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? It's a, it's a total, and the whole point, I always tell you like this to a lot, like, see, a lot of artists, man, think that they make the producer and everything else, but I've never been to a club that plays an acapella record the whole night. Like, you get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, for real, so. Yo, no matter if you hear my voice acapella, people will be running, <laughs> bitches will be running. <laughs> <laughs> so, I never, man, so, I think that, I think everything coincides when the when the vibe is good on the artist end, the yeah. vibe is good on the production end, and the and when the vibes are good, everything works out good. But when one got an ego and one, and I'm the type that don't Yo, have patience. That's the worst in the world. You feel what I'm saying? Like for real, so I don't have patience. So no, for I me, it's like definitely got to have patience, and we have the same vision of what we're going with. You get what I'm trying to say? If, if you're gonna work with someone and do a record, and it, it, it kills me. When people do a record thing, then all of a sudden one guy just doesn't, doesn't put the effort the other guy does in. I'm like, yo, bro. It's like, like it's that's very good. That's, that's, yo, it's, it's, and also sometimes when there's two egos, some people can't take that. That's the, that's, that's, that's the guy that, that, that's not going to do anything good because if your ego's that big, can't work with other people, no one's going to like you, bro. You know what I mean? 
And not at all, man. That's the whole point, man. And that's why I said you gotta do make good business decisions, good yeah. relationships, and just be chill, man. Just be a chill dude. Like you yeah. ain't gotta be an asshole. Just be chill and do what you do. If you good at what you do, niggas will come to you. Like straight check up. This out, check this out. Your label never sold deep records, right? Yeah, that's mine. Yeah. So that right. So wait, hold on. How many artists do you have on the label? Right now, I only got two because that's all I wanted. I got Don rid of Darko. Yeah, me, Donnie Darko, and Apollo Valdez, which is pull the fucking trigger. Yeah, both, yo, both, both of these cats are nice. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's the whole point. See, one thing I learned about having a label, man, you yeah. gotta, and, and this is no nothing to the people I've worked with at all. I just yeah. know this through life. I am not a babysitter. So for me, being who I am and being a star on my own label, and yeah. this is just being real, yeah. is like, we all gotta work together. You get what I'm trying yeah. to say? And if I don't have the pull same. The, pull the weights. Exactly. So I can't take you and pull you up when you ain't pulling yourself up. So for me, the guys who I work with now have the same work ethic. They chill. That's and we all on the same page of getting shit done. Very rare you have that because a lot, a lot of people also, like, if you have, have, have Ill Rock records, I have E Train records now. And uh, like, you know, Ill Rock was more of a movement, but it, uh -huh. it, got, it got to a point of. Artists got jealous of artists. And like, yo, <laughs> yeah, see, I got time for that and shit. And I, you know, I was like, yo, girls, man. It, it's, it's crazy. I'm like, yo, just, just worry about yourself, bro. You know what I mean? Just show yeah. shows and do new music. You know what I mean? That's all you have to do. I'm just glad for this era here, man. Like, I got, okay, like, I was a producer. Now I got, like, all these endorsements. So basically, like, how if I was a basketball player, I'll be endorsed by Nike as a producer. Yeah. I'm endorsed oh, oh, by. Oh, yeah, you know, I see, I see you, you yeah. restore your shit. Oh, your, your, your beat makers. <laughs> yeah, so I'm endorsed by. Exactly, so I'm endorsed by these guys now, like Rupert Neve. I'm endorsed by West yeah. Audio, Handsome Audio. Now they got me almost. Um, we talk. We in talks now for being head of Urban over at Dangerous Music, which is a, a, a big company for uh, music equipment. So just stuff like that, man. You got you as an artist or a producer got to venture out bigger than what you do with the mic oh, or what you do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for you sure. Know, I, I, listen, I, I, I got a coffee company. <laughs> <laughs> I take and I learned I learned a lot of that, man, from just seeing how sports act players be and from being around like guys like Juicy J, DJ Paul, yeah, seeing how yeah. they. You feel yeah. like if you look at the second Project Pat album, my name's in there in the special. Oh, your Project Pat is so dope, bro. Chicken head. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I learned a lot from being around a lot of these dudes, man, on how they operate things, right, man. Just so learn, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you got you to gotta take your brand to the next level, man, which a lot of guys just fuck up and don't do. Yeah, I, 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 I watch a lot of people do it, but like, like, uh, like uh, E-40 did that. He, like, he, oh, he, man, yeah, of course. Smart, like, they're just smart and yeah. go in there. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, it. Now, like, be, you know, like be real does it now with the weed, so it's cool. And yeah. you know, podcast, you have a podcast, too. Yeah, right? he does. Yes, I do. I and you, too. You have a yeah, it's called. Yeah, it's called. What's you must be out your. It's called. You must be out your damn mind. It's straight <laughs> up the most unpolished, unapologetic, most uh, politically Yo, Kate, incorrect. Kate, when stuff. are you going to have uh, Danny and I on as guests on yours across? Dude, I would love episode. to have. Yeah. I would love I'm to down, have you. Know I'm, I'm down, man. Set it up the cross. Yeah, you know definitely. Remember back in the day, they would do the crossover episodes where, like, uh, Yo, you know, Laverne and Shirley would come to Happy Days and shit. We'll come. Yeah, no, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Now we're gonna definitely talk about that after the show, hands down, man. Yeah, you know it's a. Yo, totally randomly, you know what I saw the other day? Remember the Jerky Boys? Oh, that's my boy Kamal. His boy Kamal. Really? Are they coming? I'm doing a movie right now. Listen, I'm doing a movie right now. Will come out. Really? <laughs> That's written, 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 I was just filming across the street for uh, 
uh, the Queens Criminal Courts on, on, on Queens Boulevard. Yeah, yeah I know. It was like yeah. two days before shutdown. Yeah. We did it. Uh, we actually, yo, we, uh, we talked about it in, I think, in the last episode. Yeah, that's, yeah, my, was man. On... that's my man. Yeah, Kamal's going to be on soon, man. man. You know that Kamal played bass, the guitar, and hardcore bands. You know? I didn't even know that, man. I know Kamal, Kamal, his manager, and, and I knew his manager like back in the days. Uh, I forgot to do his name, but yeah, he used to be he used to hang around here a lot and stuff. I knew him, but I thought about them randomly, and I was like, man, what happened to the Jerky Boys? <laughs> yeah, well, so, there you go. Yo, see, see, yo, you were putting it out in the universe, dude. Yo, Kamal, shout out to my man, Kamal. Shout out, Kamal. Shout out yo, to Kamal. You, <laughs> you put it out into the universe, and it turned out Danny knew the guy. Yeah, see? crazy. Yeah, I was like, damn, because I don't know why I just thought about. It. I'm like, man, what the Jerky? Like a random fucking thought. Yeah, he's from Queens, yeah. he's from Astoria. He's from Astoria. He's from Astoria, yeah. Low East Side, but his parents are divorced, so he lives in Astoria, Queens, and yeah. the Low East Side. Well, yo, nice. Kane, yo, Kane, before we let you go, man, uh, give everybody, where can we all find you online? Give a shout-out to your Instagram and everything so where people can find you. And, yo, do, yeah. you, do you accept music from other, or do you accept unsolicited, uh, you know, rap? Yeah, send me shit, man. Hell yeah, right. never yeah. know, man. Okay, check this out. You can find me on Instagram at Sutter Kane. K A I N N S D. So that's Sutter Kane N S D on our website is uh never so deep records.com. You know what I'm saying? So you can check that out there. And yo, send me all the music to my inbox on Instagram. And so hold on, hold on, hold on. Check out right now uh before the world got us. Sutter Kane's fucking record album. The shit is fucking bonkers. Get it. Yeah. We'll plug that shit for sure. So yo, Yo, Kane, album, uh, my man's promoting it for me. That's what I'm talking about. Kane, when you're back in the city and shit gets back to normal, we're going to have you come into the studio because uh, we usually do this in person. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. And, that's the whole uh, point. Like, I, was, I was on my way up there until this whole corona yeah, shit man. popped off. And it was like, man, it, listen, here's the it thing. was all messed up. It's been unfortunate, but Danny and I have been productive doing a, a shit ton of episodes. I think we got more Corona Chronicles than regular episodes. and yeah. we're just So we got the new album out right now uh, before the world got to us. So we got the yeah. next album dropped in a couple weeks after the world got to us. You know what I'm saying? So it's a two-part dope. series. It's a, it's a series. That's dope, bro. Constant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two-part series before the world got to us and after the world got to us. So make sure y'all check out that new album now. Follow me on Spotify, Apple iTunes, all that shit. Wherever you listen to music at, fucking you'll find me. Just follow me there. Pretty soon to be a Danny Diallo and Sutter Kane. Fucking exactly. Yeah. Awesome, so don't worry, man. I'm trying to tell you. Well, uh, on my do- side, the pussy magnet goes up further. <laughs> Yo, listen, goes up even further now. I'm I'm holding Kane to doing this crossover episode because I want to go on no, his I'm show dead. too. So we're I'm gonna totally do that. No, I'm, totally I'm gonna dead. go. I'm so, gonna go plug. Bro. I'll plug my label and shit on on it too. We'll go. Talk yeah. About yeah. Hey, also, he works with Vinyl. You need a Vinyl Connect. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Kane, Kane, Yo, Kane. I'll have to tell. We'll text you. I'll text you uh, after yeah. the show because there's a bunch of shit I can I could talk to you about for sure. But uh, I got you, bro. Yo, man. So, dude, thank you so much for swinging by tonight. That was awesome. Some of you, uh, hey, high five, high all five. right, man. Talk Good to you guys soon. Thank you. High five. <laughs> yeah, so now nah, hit me up, man. Anytime, man. I appreciate all y'all. Thank you for having me on. Right. I go by the name DJ Bless, aka Sutter Kane, and I'm out. Awesome. Love you, brother. Peace. Thanks, Bless. I love you, bro. Peace, y'all. All right, and we're back with our second guest of the night. So, Isaac, why don't you Where's give uh, a welcome uh, to our guest, our second guest? Give a little introduction. I want to say right now, my, my brother. One of the illest under people talk all this crazy shit, like uh, best Latino rapper, Mexican rapper. They're not essay rapper, first of all. Essays don't know about concepts. He's the fucking illest, illest West Coast underground rapper. That's my brother, sick 
Jacket. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. Yo, Love what's up, Jack? And thank you for joining yeah. us on the uh, fucking Corona Chronicles over here, man. <laughs> that that? Uh, where, where are you? Uh, where are you hold up right now? You're in your car. I'm in. Uh, yeah, I'm, at the, I'm in the uh, car right now. I got my son running around like a maniac right now in the house. But I step out and jump in the vehicle real quick. I feel you, man. <laughs> so what's good, man? You're in LA, you said. I'm in L.A. right now, yeah. Um, you know, you can't really move around these days. They got everybody on house arrest. I saw it. I saw yesterday they announced that you guys are going to be. Crazy. It was crazy. Three more months, bro. And then, yeah, and then uh, you got, I mean, out here in L.A., you're starting to see all the, all the all these fighter jets flying over. Who knows what the hell's going on with these people, you know, but. But, uh, but I'm just trying to stay away from everybody as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine, quarantine was my before routine. Yeah, that's what I said to Isaac. I was like, you know, that hasn't really interrupted that much. That was kind of what I always did, anyways, man. You know, stay at home yep. and work on shit. So, yo, so what have you been working on in the quarantine, man? I got. Uh, we just released a track. Uh, my my brother G Bone produced it. It's called King. Awesome. I dropped it a few weeks ago. It's been doing good. We're getting a we're getting a, a capsule ready for a drop. A little uh, vinyl, like a seven inch vinyl. Oh, sick. With a custom- Five adapter, yeah, it's gonna be a dope drop. The King Box, my boy Deffer's, uh, Deffer's doing the the artwork for it, so it's gonna be a killer piece. You know what I mean? We're, uh, I just been recording, man. I, I just wrote another song last night called Doo Wop. That's gonna be the drop after King. Um, Lord of the Flies is in the is in the bucket. You know what I mean? Cynic's producing that. Cynic's producing that. Yeah, man. Shout out to my brother Cynic. He's he's on he's on a good one right now with the beats, bro. So I see him. Yo, <laughs> he's, gonna tell, he's gonna tell me to tell you the same thing. <laughs> but you know, I got a, I got Lord of the Flies, man. It's pretty much you know eighty five ninety percent done. And then uh, and then G Bone's producing my Spanish album. That I got seven songs already for that, like seven demos. So I just been working, bro. I've been writing like crazy. Yeah, so if you're, back, if you're not taking advantage of being home in the quarantine and working, man, it definitely. Uh... Definitely something wrong, you know. If you're a musician, yeah. not taking advantage of this time. No, he's always in the studio. When the first, when I first moved to LA, I moved to his, I moved to his fucking neighborhood. He, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he was bugging out, and when I moved to that guy's neighborhood, and we were just we became my brothers, and we we toured together. We did tour with uh, Jack Rowe, Cycle Round, fucking shout out to Cycle Round, yes, Duke, shout out to Cynic. Uh, I, I I had so much fun with this guy. You know what? This guy, really, uh, a lot of a lot of rappers play roles. This guy's a playing role. He's who he is. And a great father, you know, a, a yep. great man, a man of his word. And there's not that many people in the industry like that. You know what I mean? Thank not, you, bro. Not at all. Like, not at all. He's like a real person. That's why I always give that props. No matter what, like I'm like my. That's my man. You know, be like this guy be in my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's right. Yo, Jack, Jack, and so yeah, let's take it. Let's take it back to the beginning, man. How did you get into music? Was it like, uh, did you always want to be a musician? Or? Nah, man. I was, I was always a, I was always a good, a good writer. I had the gift of, of you know, of, of writing. I didn't learn English till I got into school. You oh, know, right, I'm, right. An ESL, I'm an ESL kid. So, uh, but Yo, I, he I, went to school with Leonardo DiCaprio. No shit. I'm in the laces with, with DiCaprio and a bunch of other actors, man. George Foreman's daughter. No I was, shit. I was, part of, part of the, I was part of the affirmative action Mexican band. <laughs> 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 but, uh, 
But my my boy, uh, my boy Jonjo, man, we you know we me and this me and this boy were in diapers together. So you know it, 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 we were in the b boy like uh, break dancing when when that shit swept through the neighborhood. And then one day he just pulls out a rap. He brought a record of some dude, some dude from Miami rapping in Spanish. Oh no, shit. Or, like two live. Wait, 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 wait. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no Gerardo, no Gerardo Rico. over here. And, fucking, uh, and and you know what, man? He pulled this rap, a Spanish rap, out of his pocket. We we're like thirteen, yeah. and kicked it. And I was amazed, bro. I was like, holy shit! Like we could do this. And we both songs <laughs> together. By the time I was, by the time we were fourteen, we we're already doing shows. Duke was getting a show. We started doing comp shows. And then B-Real uh, signed, like, he saw us performing the summer that I graduated high school, yeah. signed us to a production company, and the rest is history, you know? 97, he put that record, that record out, fucking, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a Rough House. Rough Columbia. House, under what? It was Rough House, Columbia, Sony. Columbia. Yo, that's Lisa crazy, Rowe. man. Lisa Rowe. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jack, and so what was that like, man? Not, like as being a kid, and then all of a sudden, like you just said, it's like you, you weren't picturing yourself being a musician. Then here you are on like a fucking major, you know, major label with Cypress Hill and shit. I mean, dude, that must have been crazy, right? Especially at that age, dude. And I, I mean, like '97. I mean, those are the fucking top years and all that shit of major label stuff. You don't expect it. I mean, there's no way, especially back then. Nowadays, everybody can put their rapper and YouTube don't right. videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No filter now. Unfortunately, <laughs> back then you needed someone's checkbook. It's true. Shit out to be heard, you know. So, man, it, it, it was a blessing. I just, to me, I couldn't do a book report in front of my classroom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then to be on stage, rocking shows at 14 was a trip. But it just it was something that I never questioned. It's a, it almost felt like a destiny. You know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, I'm supposed to be doing this, and I just I never questioned it. I never thought about it. And I still don't. I just kind of just keep going with well, it. Yeah, that's it, you know? It's cool that you got your start so young, too, at 14, because those are kind of like formative years, so it's like, it's cool to see that you started doing that then, and then, like, to present day, like, you are still doing music and doing that, and you took it so yeah, far, you know? Like, that must make you yeah. feel so accomplished. He goes yeah. all over the world, man. He's like me. We go all over the world, but the thing that people don't know about this guy, he's about English and Spanish, but this nigga kills it in the fucking production, the beats game. Yeah, let's this guy was the ill beats. Yeah, yeah. He sits in the crates and no one knows that. I see this guy. <laughs> I, 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 I watch people. And, you know, this, he's like, yo, he's he's like Juju when it comes to that sound. They, they, they know, they look, you see the little places all over the world. Like, I got it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know that I produce the cycle row stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the first album, like six beats, right? First album, first album, the only one I didn't do was Premonitions. TRT, rest in peace, did that. Whoa. Book one, book one, book one, I did everything except for Earthquake Weather. Yeah. And uh, I went to Revolution, Crow Soto did those two, and then on, on book two. Oh, I have a Puerto Rican nigga, right? Yeah, he's with his people. Crow Soto. And, uh, and book two, book two I, I did everything except for like two tracks on that too. So, but people amazing, don't, man. People don't, I, can, I can get busy with the, with the beat machine. Yeah, look, he loves it. He loves it. It's like the, it's, uh, it's oldies, funk. It's dope, bro. With you, the thing, another thing also, like, I'm going to tell straight up. I toured this guy. And the tour that I did with this guy, he did a fucking whole album, one of my favorite albums. I'm in the videos, of course. Uh, Mugs. Sick yeah. Jack and Bruce Mugs was on uh, Universal Latin, Latino, Universal Oh, no Latin. shit. So, yo, listen. 
this was a TV one day, and I was in my house. I was looking at my t- the first time was on me on the TV, around the TV program. <laughs> on my mom's TV, my, I came on the radio. I was like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I, I look good. Me, I'm made for this. But you know, I was like, I'm that went all over because people understand. You know, it's cool people in Europe and some of that. When you when you speak Spanish, and you never get Spanish Latino background. Where's Latinos everywhere? Europe, all yep, over. Yeah, sure. You got every country speaking, and that's and opens doors for everything. You mean? So yeah. that's great, man. It's, it's, it's always cool. You know, growing up, me being Puerto Rican, I'm like always oh, great to see what happened. He's back there. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, yo, it's just dope because a lot of people. Like, even though we're from the beginning of hip hop, you know, hip hop graffiti, we can kill niggas that break ass better for a reason. Niggas stay on front. King Chino, we got some dope, dope rappers. Prince, uh, Prince Marty D, that is for a reason, you know Yo, this is can't sleep on a Seriously. Yo, that's what it's saying, but like, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, and like, oh, it's always funny. It's like, we, we're, we're, we're more pers- personality, bro. We got heart, more. You know, these rappers got no heart, bro. It's, it's, it's sad, man. See these dudes make money, people are haters, and Jackie never hated anybody, man. You know, mm-hmm. man, the, the thing he did, like, him and Marcus, you guys are doing part two, right? Yeah, we're supposed to work on another record. Hey, who, who didn't somebody kidnap your CD and, like, locked themselves in a room for, like, a month? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Peter he Green. Loves he, loves, <laughs> he, he loves conspiracy theories. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, oh, I love this. All right, so yo, Jack, I got I gotta ask you because every time we have a guest that's toured with with Danny and crew, oh, what fuck. what's your memory, man? Because we have heard everything. Last week we had stress on, and he told some crazy. St- oh, listen, go I, ahead. I, I got one, listen. All right, go ahead. When you said story, I said story. Violent voices tour. Violent voices tour in Europe. fucking blast! It was it was it was Isaac. It was us, and it was uh, Slay. Slay was doing the same airport. <laughs> he was doing the food at the airport, remember? And fuck it. Danny, bro, touring with Danny is like the funnest shit in the world, bro. And then he had a little fucking sidekick with him, Wes Now. Bro, <laughs> that, kid, that, kid, that kid was it, bro. He was tour entertainer for days. Motherfuckers dancing around with fucking techno music and a pizza. <laughs> the skate, the skateboard, bro. Remember the MTV, the Italian skate thing? MTV thing. He busted his ass and was laughing. There was a Vans. There was a Vans. There was a Vans fucking skate event in, in Riccioni, Riccioni, Italy. And this dude just goes and grabs somebody's skateboard and jumps in. The announcer was going, oh my God, here goes Gigi. Gigi the skateboard, he's coming oh, in. <laughs> Yeah, bro. He fucking came in. He came in and he shit right away, bro. Oh man. Got it, bro. Yo, listen, I got I got the funniest story ever with Jack, Jack did. We so Slade uh, sober. This is the first time I sober. So I me and Slade always have like like whatever like I I was always telling how I really feel. So when I <laughs> we're all sitting down on a can't skate because he's trying to skate from us so, so, so we're on a, a, a train so we're sitting down and all of a sudden he goes we start talking and then I say so you, what are you mad about me about? I said there's a lot of mad about you you have the worst cocaine ending ever remember told him you have the worst cocaine ending I said at least I hate that. I got a huge stupid shooter in the bathroom and pretend you don't have to say that's the worst cocaine editor ever, motherfucker. I yelled at him. He was like, I'm sorry. 
I hate that, man. Yeah, like... I, no, I pulled everything out. I don't care. You know, I hated you when you were high. So he said cocaine etiquette. <laughs> Yo, you need... Uh, oh, we got to get no. Donnie Force 5 to make a shirt that says cocaine etiquette and get that in the merch store right away. I mean, if that's not... Yo, I'm going to tell you something right now. A mirror with the etching that says cocaine etiquette in it uh, with Danny Diablo <laughs> yeah. on it. There Yo, listen, cocaine etiquette. Yep, there you Danny, go. Danny <laughs> listen, listen, the best thing that I have, right? My, blew my mind. Right? Yeah. Blew my mind. Right? Recently, was that Jackin does last year, last year features and kills niggas. Uh, and, and I loved it. I loved him being real shit. I love him with, with, on the features on the coca. Uh, Shout out to the fucking officer. But the thing that really fucking blew my mind was War Point Industries. You, Device Styler, and Everlast. Yeah, Everlast. Talk a little bit about that. Device Styler, one of the illest, never gets the props. Device Styler does dope production to rap. Jack, tell us a little history about that project. How did that come together? Everlast was Everlast was doing. Uh, he was supposed to do a mixtape to promote his album, right? The last one he put out. Yeah. So he so he reached out to me to do a feature, and the guy that he was supposed to do the mixtape with ended up dropping out. So he called me the day that I was on on my way to his house, and he goes, "Yo, this dude dropped out of the project. Are you down to do the, the mixtape with me?" And I told him, "Yeah, of course, but we got to get it done in a week because I'm leaving on tour with La Coca." So we recorded that record in a week. I went over there. Divine Styler, you're right, bro. Have, is an ill producer. I, we Pico Union knows about the Mantara, bro. We love that. <laughs> you know, so, so it was a pleasure. It was an honor to work with him. And he was he was bugging out on me. Every time I, I would jump on the mic and he'd be like, "Where the fuck did you come from, bro?" <laughs> but but we we started we started recording we started recording and it was just so fluid, man. Everlast Everlast is an artist that. To this day, still has the same passion for music that that I do. Like, after so crazy, yo, how crazy is that? How crazy is the, the way like he's still killing it? Yo, one point you you made him step up another level, bro. He, he was killing yeah. before with the coca, but he made him step up the level that the people better watch out. You know? I was I was I was I was I was dropping bars on that one point. <laughs> yo, you were killing it. You were killing everyone. I was like. I was, I was, I was bugging the fuck out on, 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 on uh, what's it called? Hold on. Uh, can you see me? Can you see me though? I just, we no. just lost you. Hold on. Yeah. I was, I was killing, I was, like, I was bugging out the way you were just, and those videos, it was, it was like you were in a fucking uh, an old warehouse and drone and fucking, I was yeah. like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I smoked mad weed and watched that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That album was that album was fun to fun to record, man. It was a, it was a it was an honor and a pleasure working with Divine, always with Everlast. And then I got to tour with them when they did the House of Pain uh, anniversary tour. I went out there for I went out there for the UK run because they were it was they were in vans, and I ended up staying for like for like a month or two with him. No and shit. And being being on stage with Everlast, man, it's like like I said, the man still has passion for this shit. So it's dope to have to to have that energy on stage with you because that's. That's how I still feel about this, you know what I mean? So it's the shows were dope, man, and, and he's a he's a he's a great performer, and you know, and he exposed me to huge audiences, bro. Like you know, House of Pain is House of Pain, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, man. I was saying that that everyone just knows that that the caliber of MC that Sick Jacket is is so fucking ill. Like like uh, I see this guy just kill it, and every time I see him new stuff, 
I'd be like, where the fuck is this film? He'd be like in fucking South America and be doing a, 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 a just rhyming with a whole bunch of Latin rappers. I'd be like, who the fuck? I'd be like, yo, it's, 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 it's crazy because you go places, you go to Ecuador or something like a, Honduras and some ill nigga that can spit. It's like crazy, right? I fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I fuck, I, I fuck out. Like I fuck out when I go, go like I'll be in, I go to like a, a Spanish country, you know, Spanish speaking country, of, you know, Portugal, uh, Spain, whatever. But I remember one time I was in Spain and a Chinese, I was in Chinese food, but a Chinese nigga was in there spitting uh, like, like rapping Spanish. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, Yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the drugs are good here, but what the fuck am I stupid mind? It's like, oh, it's like, yo, that's what it is. You know, that's how people look at me. They see me, they're like, what the fuck is that? You mean like, oh, they're, they're, they're bug out. You mean like, they're bug out. You mean like, it's it's it's, it's much cool music that I, you know, me and Jack became, you know, family's my son. His son was like, yo, it was, it, it, it's so amazing that for music, I met a, a, a genuine, beautiful person. No homo. And it gets angry. Yo, good heart motherfucker. And I consider my brother. I consider Jack and Muggs, two guys that we don't even talk about music. We like we I mean, hey, what you was wrong, you know, yeah. we talk about life. And if yeah. maybe happened, I can say, yo, Jack and call me, you know, a problem. I would I would be like, I'm dead. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Muggs, I'm dead. That's awesome. Because these guys are real people. You know what I mean? We and we talk shit. It's just funny shit, man. <laughs> we, we have love each other. Yeah, I love you, bro. I love and appreciate you, brother. Love and appreciate your brother. And you know, it, it is it is hard to find not genuine people, not just in the industry, but in the world these days. You know, no, and, agree, and, uh, man. You know, you know, no, I know, I, I know. A lot of people try try to use you for to get someplace, and I see that. I see the same thing with me. You mean like you're like yeah. it's it's crazy. You mean it's like, it's like crazy, but then you know, we I guess me and you like listen. We're known in the underground. You know what I mean? Yeah, both of us, you know, music and genres and rap being and fucking hardcore. Like, I go all over the world. It's like, but it's funny when people ask me, like, I see us together. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> well, one of the most, one of the most important parts of our show too is, is highlighting things and artists like Jack and, and letting people know, like we were just saying, like there goes so much work goes into, you know, putting a song out for somebody or producing something. And it's like a lot of times, no one knows bro, that he's been his own shit out for years, yeah. bro. For years. So it's cool. And that's, and, and that's what we like to do on the on the on the Diablos and Corona Chronicles is, is showcase all the stuff going on. So um Jack, and I wanted to talk really quick too about um were, did you guys have any tour plans and stuff? Obviously, were you affected by this whole like COVID thing? Like, did you guys have some touring plans? You must have had some some oh, some crazy shit, yeah, man, huh? We were about to we have a, a yearly festival that we do out here called Cycle de Mayo. Yeah. It's based around Cinco de Mayo, right? Oh no and, shit. Uh, so that got that got postponed and pushed back. Now they're saying we got no shows the rest of the year. So, you know, all all that the touring works, man. We're getting to drop Lord of the Flies. And it's like you yeah. drop you drop an album and you want to be able to tour it. Now we gotta sit yeah. down and kinda discuss do, do we wanna still drop the album now? Because then by next year when we're touring that was gonna be done, and we're gonna, yep. you know, people are gonna be dropping new shit. So, kind of, it does. You know, it does, it do? keep up, you know, you know, what you should do a video for every song and that record to put them out every two weeks. That's it. That's a good That's idea. It. Yeah, That's every, a really good every idea. Three weeks, a month, you put out one video, two, two videos a month, and keep them hungry and keep them. Yeah. And then, and then by then, you put them all out on a vinyl at the end of it, and just in time for the tour or something. Spread it out, you know. Yeah. Exactly. What I what I what I'm doing right now is I'm doing some one offs 
kind of I probably from now till to about fall doing one offs. And then uh, me and Cynic are going to start dropping Lord of the Flies, roll Sick. it out with, with some videos, you know. Um, and then the Spanish album, I kind of wanted to do that. Uh, Isaac, oh, I wanted I wanted to do for the Spanish album, I want to do a video, drop a video and a song every month, right, for the year. So the yeah. 12 songs, that's the album. Because yeah. nowadays, the, the attention span is so short that if you drop a single or an album, the, the, yeah, it's the true. buzz is going to last the same. So you don't want to give it all away too too quickly. So... What, what, what me and G1 are, gonna, are planning on doing um, is, uh, as of right now, we're going to roll out a, a video and a song a month. And then mid-year, in the middle of the fucking uh, the drop, we're going to drop the vinyl and the CD. So nice. if you want to hear the album before the year's up, you could buy the album. And then the, the other six months, we'll have dropped That's the other dope. six videos. Yeah, and you, you, you listen, to Jack, Jack, Jack taught me. A lot about the, the merch game. You know, because I, I live off of merch. And he, and yeah, merch is the I most... Know, yeah. You know, in, in Europe, like, when we toured Europe, I was so happy because we got to do that, too. Again, part two. We would bet each other, like, who gets noticed the most. Remember? <laughs> we were Chili Slade. We were like, yo, time for good. I was like, yo. Because I was like, yo, Europe, they were going crazy for us, man. We had the best time in the world. But, That's awesome. But the merch game is very important. And also to put out your own shit. You know what I mean? So he yeah. does what I He does everything in a very hardcore, punk rock way. So, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, merch merch is important, man, for us. You know, nobody's buying music anymore, so yeah, the merch the merch is a, is a great revenue stream. Right now, you know, for some reason, say, online sales are up for everybody. I think people are probably bored on the couch, and you know, we appreciate the support because you know we live off of this, right? Yeah. So, uh, um, the continued support is is greatly appreciated. But merch, man, we we learned it back in in uh, you know in the beginning from when we toured with ICP. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, you know, tech, I learned from them. Like a lot of people pick, you know, got game from those dudes. Their whole setup is incredible, bro. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're a machine, they, they, dude. They're they a merch the machine. They're in the trucks, premium. Yep. Yeah. on the trucks. Yeah, exactly. They have like a whole a whole mall, bro. Uh, their merch booth is a mall. You know what I mean? And they got <laughs> on that tour. We immediately we called Tokes. We 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 called we called Toki and we we're like Tokes, get the album cover, put on a shirt, get. The Stone Garden fucking single cover put on a shirt, send it to us, send us a box. We're selling through that shit like crazy. That's sick. you know what I mean. Yeah. Our, our logo, the yeah. guys, just our merch sells really good on tour. So we picked up game from those dudes, and I'm grateful, man, because that's you know a lot of rap, a lot of, in rap, a lot of rappers don't do merch, and they yeah. leave a no, lot. No, listen, listen, it's yeah, like just listen, leaving listen, money on the table. The, the, wait, hold on, hold on. Where's the last time you saw a Noriega shirt? No, and that's yo. And the thing is, is he would sell so much merch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But like, now, but back then, no, I know. Listen, like I never see like like you like underground guys, but real like I never see like yo. I can't get that that Flowrider shirt. You know what I mean? Like the fuck out here. You know what I'm talking about? But merch is important. Uh, 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 keeping shit professional because Jack, no matter Jack, no matter we, we go out a bar after the show and like this, Jack keeps it professional and that's the coolest thing. He's a big, you, you watch him, businessman. Like me growing up, doing music first, no one taught me that. I was more like a Viking at first. <laughs> I'm like, fighting, you know, grabbing, you know, destroying shit. But as I got older and, you know, I'm fucking, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 48 years old, and my thing is like, and now I'm getting it. And I'm like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Now, you know, now it's like it's 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 crazy now you know, because I got I just want to do that one thing. Like I, I, I branched out, like he branched out. 
I'm doing the, the acting. I'm doing the the the, the, the podcast. The, the, I have my own coffee company. You know what I mean? It's like shit. Like, like the art. I'm doing art. I'm making money, paying rent, doing graffiti. That's so fucking, sick, yeah. I thought take the shit out of me. And my mom, hit <laughs> me a chocolate test. But chocolate be stupid. Let me like throw my shit out, you know? And, and now I'm getting paid for people want to hear stories and shit for being a crazy motherfucker, you know? So, uh, 360, 360. Hey Jack, can, yeah, we, can we can we plug a little bit about the Lords of the Flies uh, project? Yeah, plug, yeah, plug, yeah. plug all your shit right now, and where where they get your Instagram, your social media, get Jay tell. Yeah, everything's at Sick Jackin, um, at the Cycle Realm. Check us out. You know, you can follow us, get all the latest, greatest info right there. The latest thing, like I said, we dropped is a song called King. Go on YouTube, check it out. It's streaming everywhere. Awesome. Uh, all platforms. Song called King, produced by my brother G Bone. Um, Lord of the Flies is a project that's that's entirely produced by Cynic. He's a fucking. I don't know what he's smoking right now, but one of the most nicest guys in the world. Yeah, yeah, he's a fucking. He's a beautiful kid, man. And, and you know what? Um, the album is 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 fucking incredible, bro. I can't wait for you guys yeah, to hear I'm it. Yeah, stoked to hear it. People are gonna fucking wonder what I'm doing. Like, you know, <laughs> me, me, I, me, I, I love, I still love this shit. Like, I yeah, love it far more than ever. So, so yeah. I'm so, I'm so tuned in that you know, and I'm exploring musics now so much that I have all the space now. You know, yeah. where there's there's no no there's no ball and chain, there's no box, there's no limit for me. So yeah. I'm exploring music. So I'm having fun with it again. And the yeah. shit that I'm writing right now and recording is some of the best shit. Like, I, I'm an, I'm the type of artist that is never going to peak. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're there. You're there. Yep. You're always going to peak. Never going to peak. I'm never going to write my best song. I'm never going to record my best. No, you, 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 your shit is always, like, at that level of genius and fucking production. And, and that's, I understand it. I know that you really... There's some artists that just like, yeah, go crazy, do something. You're like, nah, I'm working. This is me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm being poor. You might like doing eight balls. Like, Put the shit out, nigga. We got money. You know what I mean? But you were like, you, you, you were like, no, this is my reputation. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's dope, man. It's dope that, that you still... On that level, I know that you put this. It's like Slayer when you put a record out. You know it's just gonna be dope. Yeah, so yes. exactly. It's just gonna be dope no matter what. Then everybody knows that about us, man. And whenever we drop something, from the fucking artwork to the production yeah. to the yes. arrangement to, yes. the, to the everything's everything's on point. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we care about what we do, yeah. and we also, you know, there's there's a certain level of integrity and the, and a certain level that we like to keep our music at. So, you know, as as, as it'll never go backwards. It'll always keep rising and keep growing. You know, so I can't wait for people to hear Lord of the Flies, bro. It's yeah, record. man, I'm really excited. I'm excited like, to hear that. We're gonna support, have to support uh, artists, bro. Yeah, when it comes out and you get all the details, man, definitely let us know because we will let oh, all the all the Jackson, listeners yes. know them. So, yo, so Jack and dude, thank you so much for fucking joining us on the Corona Chronicles. Yeah. Guys, that's a wrap for episode number six. I want to thank everybody who's been subscribing to the YouTube and signing up for the email list, man. Me and Danny definitely see you. So thank you so much, everybody who's been tuning in, emailing us. Uh, yo, shout out to Jack and one more time for coming on tonight. Jack and it was awesome. When, you're, uh, when you come to the city... And shit gets back to normal, man. You got to no, join us in studio. studio. We'll, we'll definitely we'll be, do we'll that. Be my crib. Don't worry, Bree. It's uh, all good. 
And then, and then, yo, next year when your fest is on, Danny and I got to come do Diablo's Den there for you, uh, in there, oh, and, yeah. and, and interview Please everybody do. and shit, and we'll make a whole thing out of it. It'll be a lot of fun. Please do. Please do. Yeah, Isaac needs to be backstage at Cycle of the Mile Well, for listen, sure. yo, yo, Jack, and we'll do it. We'll do a little media, a media tent, dude. The Diablo's Den media tent. Man, I'm the scene. The microphone yeah. was out. Let's well, I'll, I'll run the shit so Danny can run around all day, but I'll, I'll stay in the booth oh, and do God. the. <laughs> yeah, I love you, brother. Yo, Jack, uh, thank, thank you so much. Shout out to our other guests that are came. Yo, Isaac, thank you so much for uh, for joining everybody for joining us tonight. That's a wrap for episode number six. We will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Yes, welcome everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!